Daily Aviation Podcast is presented as entertainment, not flight instruction. Though some participants are certified flight instructors, their comments, opinions, and discussions of flying techniques are theirs alone. None of the co-hosts or guests on this podcast are acting as your flight instructor. Please consult your own CFI for guidance on your specific flight training, aeronautical knowledge, and aircraft operation. This is the Stuck Mike Avcast, an aviation podcast about learning to fly, living to fly, and loving to fly. Episode 170, live from Seaplane Apalooza 2018, day two. Coming up next in this episode of the Stuck Mike Avcast. Now here are your co-hosts, Victoria Newville, Eric Crump, Larry Overstreet, Russ Rosleski, Tom Frick, Rick Felty, and Carl Valeri. Welcome to Stuck Mike Avcast, a special edition. I'm Carl Valeri. And I'm Victoria Newville. And welcome to this wonderful spot, Tavares, Florida, where they, it's the America's Seaplane City, and it truly is. Victoria, this is awesome. We're sitting here, actually, on the back deck, on the rocking chairs, enjoying this beautiful view of the lake. Lake, oh, wait a minute, we did this yesterday. It's not Lake Shoot. It's <laughs> Lake Dora. <laughs> That's a bit of an embarrassing moment last uh, yesterday trying to figure out which lake we're in front of. It was early morning. We didn't have enough coffee, but I am loaded now with coffee, of course. And uh, one of the cool things is we just, before the show started, saw uh, a Waco on floats take off and land. That was totally awesome. That is my dream airplane, and just watching it fly, I I was insanely jealous of the pilots up there. (laughs) Soon you'll be actually insuring that because we talked to them about insurance. And and on that topic, by the way, thanks to Aviation Insurance Resources, uh, Victoria's company, business that she works for, uh, for being one of the big sponsors here. Yeah, we really like to support the aviation community, and when I heard something called seaplane bingo was happening today, we had to get on board with it, so there was no way we could pass it up. (laughs) Speaking of seaplane bingo... Uh, how does that work again? I think they're going to go out there in the lake. Yeah, so they related it to um, cow patty bingo, which is done with cows. And <laughs> you can guess what the patties are. But basically, there's going to be a grid on the lake, and they're going to drop a watermelon. And wherever it falls in that grid, that person wins that prize. So each um, person has bought a part of that grid. And there's great prizes. There's like a trip to the Bahamas. There's a couple nights stay at a local hotel. Um, some really exciting things. And it all goes to a scholarship for a local high school team. Well, awesome. And obviously you can find that in aerospacescholarships.com, the scholarship and uh, at Aviation Careers Podcast. What's really cool, too, is that there's this is a wonderful venue. We can sit right on the lake, Lake Dora. Uh, as far as airplanes are concerned, there's some really cool models here. Not all of them are here. This is the pre-Sun and Fun. It used to be the Splash-In. And remember, it was, it was the folks at the uh, the Seabirds at Sun and Fun that actually have co-opted with Tavares. And, uh, you know, they're looking for some venue that's close to Sun and Fun, but this is perfect because it's the weekend before and they can fly down. Uh, looking at all the different planes out here, as far as my favorite, I'd have to say it's kind of like, it might be the Sea Ray because that's kind of what I'm thinking of getting. But uh, one of the planes out here that I thought, like you said, is the Waco. I think it's probably your favorite too. Oh, that is my absolute favorite. But you know what's kind of nice about coming out here for this event? Everything's in walking distance. We had fun last night. Yeah. There's hotels, there's restaurants, there's bars. You can stay here for a long weekend and not have to drive anywhere. And I have a VR RBO just down the street. So I walked in this morning. It is a great little town to spend a long weekend or even a weekend. 
Now, when she said they're close, they literally are on the water, some of them. You can overlook Lake Door and the seaplanes taking off and landing, and it is absolutely gorgeous. And I, I've actually come here a few times with friends, and when they come down here, they're shocked at how much is here. The shops for the family, for the kids, there's a park over here that we talked about yesterday, some wonderful different events. Seaplane of Palooza happens once a year right before Sun and Fun, the weekend before, but they also have many events throughout the year here in Tavares. Tavares.org is where you can find out more about those events. They have the Planes, Trains, and Barbecue event every year, and it's right here on the park, and that's coming up also. And they have just a, a whole modicum of events. Also, you're going to hear sometime throughout the day this train going back and forth, and they actually it's a passenger train, an old, uh, really nicely restored passenger train. But like you said, the restaurants are wonderful. The people are friendly. and You know, it's really relaxing, isn't it? I could sit on this porch all day, but sometimes I need to get up and hop in an airplane. <laughs> Speaking of which, I think someone's going for an airplane ride. I am going in the Jones Brothers Cessna 140, and they have a flying club here that you can buy into. So you can come here and get your seaplane rating and then join the club so you can actually solo in these planes. Well, awesome. And this is the last day for us for this event. Uh, we are going to head down after this to Sun and Fun. As a matter of fact, uh, this being the, the what the predecessor or the successor to the uh, Splash-In, uh, these folks are leaving. Like the Waco we saw take off, they're all taking off and going down to uh, the seaplane portion of Sun and Fun. And that's actually the Seabird exhibit. It's on the southeast side. It's easy to find. It's past the Warbirds. And it's near, uh, actually, Noah. It's a easiest, this year, it's the easiest way to find it. Uh, Noah actually has the Hurricane Hunters, and uh, they're stationed right over there. So go check them out. Uh, we're going to get to some interviews today. I can't wait to talk to some of these folks. But before, uh, just a plug from our sponsor, Aviation Insurance Resources, air-pros.com. And you can go visit them on the Internet, or you can talk to Victoria. Right, Victoria? You know how to find me. I'll be walking around all week. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's go out and get some interviews. And uh, don't forget to listen to us live, liveatc.net slash SNF after this event. And we're going to be doing more of these live events. This is Carl Valeri and Victoria Newville reporting live here at Seaplane of Palooza 2018, day number two. Well, folks, this is Carl Valeri here at Seaplane of Palooza, day two, 2018, on the beautiful Lake. Dora, boy, it's a gorgeous day. A little bit of wind yesterday. Today we've got some wonderful weather and having some amazing events. And one of the folks helping out with the events this morning and actually filled my belly is John Weber from the EAA Chapter 534. Welcome, John. And you guys are actually uh, based out, I think, Leesburg. Yes, sir, that's correct. Um, the chapter has been in existence over 50 years now. Um, I've been a member for over 30 now. Um, it's a very active chapter. Um, luckily, the supervisor of the seaplane port, Matt, invited us over to come over and do a pancake breakfast. Um, we try and do several pancake breakfasts over the year. Um, we'll have pancake breakfasts at other airports like the seaplane base. We did one a month ago for one of the local ultralight fields, the Flying Gators. We'll have them at Leesburg. Um, we're very fortunate that we've got a wonderful hangar provided by the city of Leesburg. Um, and it's nice that our rent for the hangar is to promote the airport and aviation. Our hangar fee is to have fly-ins, fly young eagles, do pancake breakfast, anything we can do to promote the airport. And here again, we're out today having a good time meeting the pilots and having fun. You know, I think all that you do is wonderful. All the EAA chapters are incredible. 
Leesburg is very active. It's called the Mid-Florida Chapter for a reason. It's in the middle of Florida. Uh, one of the things that you just mentioned, it was called Young Eagles. There's uh, some people listening right now that may not understand or know what that is. So maybe we could mention what Young Eagles is. Okay. Young Eagles is a program that EA started in 1992. It's a program to give kids 8 to 17 years old an airplane ride in a GA aircraft. The pilots donate their time, their gas, their airplanes, and basically take the kids up for a flight. Um, It's a very nice experience. We also have quite a few repeat offenders, if you will, that we're trying to get hooked on aviation and get them to come back and fly. Our chapter is taking this one step further, actually. We've started a youth program that on Saturdays we'll usually meet from 11 to 2, where right now we're rebuilding a Minimax light sport aircraft that was damaged in a windstorm. We're teaching the kids hands-on, you know, building techniques, how to use tools, and basically to show that, you know, if you have a dream, that it's possible to go ahead and do it. And right now we do have eight members that will meet not every Saturday, not up their high school and middle school kids. They can't always make it, but we try and have it every Saturday so the kids don't have to say, well, is it this Saturday, next Saturday? No, it's Saturday. So they can come out and join us. The chapter provides lunch. We usually will have five or six of the chapter members that come out. We're fortunate that we've got four A&Ps in the chapter that are willing to donate their time and come out and work with the kids. Most of the time it's one-on-one and the Young Eagles flights are a great recruiting tool for us because one of the things about Young Eagles is yes it's great you know EA has flown over two million kids in the last 20 some years but you know our chapter said well what do we do next and that was our transition point. Interestingly enough, that's how this podcast got started, is through a Young Eagles flight. Uh, the person actually started at Len Costa, went on a flight, and went on to become an airline pilot afterwards. So there's a quite a success story right there. Uh, John, if somebody wants to get involved in like your chapter, etc., and they want to get involved in that program, how do they find out? And also, there's any restrictions age-wise, etc.? Um, we do have a chapter website, you know, basically google eaa chapter 534 it should take us to our website and they can always contact us through the the website um basically the only requirement for the adults is they have to be eaa members and you have to be an eaa member to be a chapter member and the kids we're trying to have middle schoolers and high schoolers uh so we're looking at ages 10 to 18 although I don't put an upper end on it if somebody wants to come out and join us. Uh, it's great, you know, for any organization. It kind of hits the, the big Fs, you know, the food, the fun, the fellowship, and it's a good time. It truly is a good time, and it's great that you're reaching out to the younger folks because that's what's going to bring our generation forward, especially in aviation and general aviation. That's terrific. You know, John, you also have quite a few other events, and I was wondering, uh, I guess you've co-opted here with FA1, which is the seaplane base here in Tavares. What a wonderful venue, but you're only a few minutes away, correct? I mean, how far is Leesburg from this? Uh, As the crow flies, probably three miles. It takes about 10 minutes driving time. Uh, so it's a, it's a good fit. We're glad to be here and glad to be helping. 
Um, we're actually really happy you're here. The EAA Chapter 534, they have t-shirts on, they're all over, and uh, hopefully you'll ha hang out throughout the event. In past events at different, like the Sun and Fun, etc., you'll see a lot of your EAA chapters stepping up and the members stepping up to help out. Really commend you for that and really appreciate that. Thank you. Appreciate it. Glad to be here, and I hope you all enjoy yourself, and I'll be looking for you down at Sun and Fun. I'm headed down tomorrow. Well, John, is there anything else about uh, EAA Chapter 534 in Leesburg you want to tell us? Well, I do. I'd like to thank publicly the BD Family Foundation. Last year they had a competition that they were going to donate a project kit to an EAA Chapter that was involved in the youth program. Well, we came in second place with our essay, and this year, though, the BD Family Foundation has donated a fuselage kit as well as the hardware kit to our chapter for our youth program to go ahead and build. Once we get that built, then they will send us the next part of the kit, and until we get it all done, they've also donated a kit to a chapter up in Georgia, so I'd like to thank the BD Family Foundation as well. So for those that aren't into aviation yet, uh, the BD is... Um, it's the family foundation of Jim Beatty. Jim Beatty is known for many different designs through the years. Um, he was involved with the design of the Grumman Yankee years ago, and then now is also, before he passed away, did the BD-4, which this year is the 50th anniversary of the BD-4 kit plane. Um, they also have the BD-6, the BD-17, and their other models as well. Thank you. Well, you, you just made me feel old. Uh, you have 50th anniversary of that. I, I just realized as a young kid, I used to look at the BD and say, that'd be a cool thing to fly. Uh, we really appreciate you, John. John Weber here, EAA Chapter 534. They can find them on the Internet, and we appreciate everything that you do. Thank you very much, Carl. Appreciate it. Y'all have a great sun and fun. And this is Carl Valeri here at uh, Seaplane of Palooza 2018, day number two. And we're here watching some seaplanes take off and land on Lake Dora. What a beautiful spot in Tavares, Florida, the most seaplane-friendly city in the planet. Well, folks, this is Carl Valeri reporting live from Seaplane of Palooza 2018, day number two. And uh, I'm actually here uh, speaking with the air boss uh, at the Seaplane of Palooza, and that's a really, really responsible job trying to get all this traffic coming in and out, especially this morning with them, them flying. I'll let you introduce yourself and, and uh, the fact that you're the air boss sitting here on the lake. This must be a wonderful spot. Oh, this is a great place to be, especially in Tavares. They're such a wonderful town, and all the people work together to get this whole show. There's a lot of work that goes into it. So to have this area with the park and the lake, it's just a beautiful place to be. So for those that are new to aviation, new to air shows, uh, you're the air boss. So uh, maybe you could explain to people what exactly is an air boss. Yeah, for, for this, for the splash-in, I'm more of advisory. Uh, usually an air boss at an air show works with airspace and performers. Here is more of an advisory when the airplanes go up to do the contest, the bomb drop, spot landing, and the quickest takeoff. I'm here to help them keep them separated and just advise traffic um, and help keep the area clean while the aircraft are coming in, but also, you know, keep them separated as much as I can. So to do this, is there any like unique qualifications that you'd have to have to be an air boss? I'm, I know there's folks that go to certain schools, et cetera. Well, it, it really helped that uh, I, I was an FAA controller. I worked at Tampa International for 29 years. I worked at Sun and Fun on the FAA side for 17 years and also was an air boss at Sun and Fun for two years. 
So those qualifications help tremendously. That, that's why uh, I have my own business. So um, people hire me to come in to help because when you have that background, it really makes things a whole lot easier. And you can c communicate with pilots. They have an e easier, um, easier way to understand you and they, they feel more at ease, which helps them. So to, to actually that business itself, maybe we could plug that. Is there a website out there that they yes. can look at if they're listening right now? Yes, it's airbossolutions.com. Yeah. And who should they ask for, for you? Uh, yes, they can ask for John Powercop or you know go to the website or um, send me an email, of course, it's on there, John Powercop at airbossolutions.com. Well, John, you have obviously not your first rodeo and you have a lot of experience. Uh, somebody who's thinking about maybe someday becoming an air boss or training, etc. cetera, uh, that's a bit intimidating. Uh, what would you tell somebody who's, who's new to this and wants to get involved in what you're doing? Uh, there's a lot of things you can do as far as depending, uh, as far as being just an air boss, but just get involved with aviation. Uh, go to shows, go to air shows and just watch. And how I got my job was I followed uh, other air bosses for two years on my, you know, I paid for everything myself, but I followed them to see how, how the job worked, how it, it um, what, what you had to do to be an air boss. Um, so I did that to get the experience. Then once I had that experience, then I went out and tried to get my own jobs. So that, that's the big thing to do. Just get involved with aviation, all types, not, not just um, air traffic control. You can actually become a pilot. And that, because you, you need to have that side of it too. I'm, I'm also, I was also a pilot. So having that experience and having that knowledge helps with both, both ways. Well, John, you know, obviously you come from a lot of experience and, and, you know, you're one person I think that's really promoting aviation here, obviously working this show. And one thing that I love about this here, Seaplane of Palooza, is we're standing right next to the water, right, as you can hear, right next to the airplanes. Yes. I mean, we literally would fall in if we <laughs> stepped maybe two feet forward. Uh, what better event than this to come to? And I'm hoping that this will, and I know it's going to grow year after year. I hope yes. to see you again in the next few years, too. Yes, yeah, so I, I hope so, too, because this is just a wonderful place to be. Traveris is a great city. They have so much to offer here, not just the park, but with all the restaurants and the hotels. Um, and in two weeks, of course, we're having planes, trains, and barbecue, an air show right here at the lake. How about advice to those pilots, the seaplane pilots that are thinking about flying into, well, Tavares, but also just in general to air shows uh, as far as preparing themselves? Well, um, of course, you find out where the event's going to be and where they're going to be staging aircraft and where, they get, where you're going to park. Um, like Sun and Fun, of course, when you fly there, they have a whole system that when you fly in, you go to a certain spot. They have it all worked out ahead of time. So I would just check out um, the event and call, ask questions, and find out uh, what's the best for you, what best for you and your aircraft. Awesome, John. You know, I tell you, we were kind of talking about this the other day, and uh, I was, we were saying, hey, what's your favorite airplane? And I'm like, well, I tell you, my favorite airplane is the one I'm watching right now or the one I'm flying. But, boy, that, that Waco flows, man, I tell you, I've never seen anything like that. Yes, that was a really cool airplane. It's uh, a beautiful thing to see, especially when, when people get to be, are able to go into the parking lot here and get close up to it. It's really nice. Uh, but they have a lot of different aircrafts. I, I haven't seen the CB here this year, uh, but that's a beautiful airplane, too. So, yeah, they have all kinds that come to this air show. 
Well, just landing right now is uh, one of the Sea Rays, of course, Sea Ray being an integral part here at Seaplane Apalooza and also at, at Sun and Fun with the seabirds and the fly-in there. And I'm, I'm sure you've had a lot of experience working on the Sea Ray. Oh, yes. And, uh, of course, they were built right here in Tavares. Right. So that's, that's special for them. Um, yeah, all types of airplanes, really. Yeah, born in America's seaplane city, as uh, Matt Alia likes to say, who's a manager here at Tavares, Tavares.org. Uh, where else can we find you? Repeat it again, and where are we going to see you? What other events? Um, my next air show, again, will be here at Planes, Trains, and Barbecue at Tavares on April 21st uh, in just two weeks. Uh, we got a good lineup uh, Jerry Jive Kirby, um, the uh, Lima Lima team, which is a flight of T-34s, uh, three T-34s. Uh, Paul Schulten will be here with his uh, Christian Eagle, John Black and his decathlon, and Gene McNeely, who is part of the Aeroshell team. He's going to have his T-6 here. So that'll be in just two weeks. Other than that, I've got air shows in Evansville, Indiana, in uh, Beverly, Massachusetts in uh, September, uh, Hammond, Louisiana coming in October, uh, so all year long. So if you're at uh, in Beverly, Hammond, uh, wherever, of course, come say hi. I know it's a little intimidating to see the air boss, boss sitting there. You don't want to bother him. Also, you know, I was that way. I'm sneaking up saying, hey, do you mind if I talk to you? Because it's an important job you're doing here, and we don't want to distract you. But uh, you're you know, a wonderful person to talk to, just like everybody here in this the seaplane community and the airplane community in general, uh, very open to uh, introducing people. We really appreciate that. Thank you, Carl. I appreciate it very much. And again, the website they can find you at is? AirbossSolutions.com. AirbossSolutions.com. I'm speaking to John, who's the Airboss here at Seaplane Apalooza 2018, day number two. We're seeing a lot of planes fly out. We're also going to have the Seaplane Bingo, uh, sponsored by our co-host, uh, Air Aviation Insurance Resources, and a lot of other folks here with C-Ray, Tavares.org, and a lot of really wonderful people that want to promote aviation and also promote seaplanes. Don't forget, after this show, next year, come to this. And like he said, uh, they're going to have a... Uh, planes, trains, and barbecue event right here in two weeks, right after Sun and Fun. Carl Vlair reporting 2018 Seaplane of Blues uh, Day 2. Hello, folks. This is Carl Valeri here at 2018 Plana Palooza. I'm here live with Victoria Newville, Sean Roth, who actually just landed from their ride in a seaplane. First of all, Victoria, how was it? Uh, it was just utterly boring, to tell you the truth. Um, they always say never fly with a stranger, but, you know, I might insure him, so I had to test it out for myself and make sure he's a good pilot. Well, Sean, you know, I'm looking at Victoria as she's saying that she's really smiling. Seems like she had a wonderful time. Uh, Sean Roth is actually a seaplane pilot and is actually involved in the club here yeah. at Jones Brothers, and we talked about it yesterday. It is such a neat experience. And uh, just tell us a little bit about flying this and, and the club and how how is it to get up and learn how to fly one of these? You know, learning it is so much fun. It's a blast, and uh, it's not tough at all. And um, if I didn't mention it's fun already, it's fun. <laughs> you know, best rating I ever got. It was. Awesome. So, so let me ask you something. Did you let Victoria fly? I offered her to. Um, she said no. Did, did, was she? Wouldn't? And she said she was screaming. Was that true? Yeah, a little bit. I think so. Yeah, I put earplugs in. So, <laughs> well, from the smiles on their faces, I could tell they had a wonderful time. Uh, that today is a much better day than yesterday. I know you didn't get to go up and fly yesterday, but this is such a terrific venue. For people who don't realize, this is one of the few places you can actually fly in a club and fly yourself. You're here. Yeah. You don't own this plane. This is part of a club. Do you know of any other place where you can be a, become a club member and fly a seaplane? Yeah. Not in Florida. I heard Twitchell's up in Maine has it, and there might be maybe something in Minnesota. But I've heard there's maybe 
maybe four or five. That's it. Wow. But this is the only one I know of in Florida. But um, yeah, it's a great deal. And for those of you that are airline pilots listening right now, Sean's actually a captain on an Airbus, and he too can fly one of these small planes. Tell us a little bit about that transition. That must have been a bit of a challenge. Well, I think, you know, the Airbus is fly-by-wire, and this has wires too. They're just like metal stringy wires, you know, <laughs> instead of electric wires. So it's basically the same thing, you know. It's just, uh, you know, it, it, the same skills needed, just, um, you know, on this you're pulling a solely every time. So... <laughs> And, and it lands well on the water. It lands well on the water. It's meant for it. Yeah, that's good. Well, Sean, I know you have to get going. You have a couple more rides to go here. But uh, the show overall, I mean, as a pilot that's been flying in here and also the, the Air Boss and all the folks here, how's it been? It's great. It's yeah. wonderful. I recommend it to everybody. And if you like airplanes, if you have a hint of liking seaplanes, come on down. And where did you get your rating? Uh, Jones Brothers. Jones Brothers are wonderful here. Big shout out to them for helping to sponsor this event and uh, all the different things they're putting on. Are you going to do the bingo today or are you going to have to head out? I'm participating. Yeah, I'm not flying it though. Okay. But yeah, we bought raffle tickets or whatever for that. Oh, yeah, we got to get a raffle to Victoria. They are sold out. They were super popular. They sold out two weeks ago. Oh, a well, little place. late. Yeah. Want to start our own? Yeah. Yeah. $100 ticket right here. <laughs> <laughs> well, gosh, Sean, thanks so much for letting us uh, talk to you a little bit about this. I know you are he's right now hanging on the airplane telling me, quick, wrap up this interview because I don't want my airplane floating away. But, uh, oh, what time, uh, type of airplane did you take her up in? Cessna 140. Cessna 140, and it's got about 130 horse? Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. 135, I think, yeah. And the problem with me getting in the airplane? Uh, no problem. We'll have fun. Let's do it. There's too much gas in there right now. <laughs> but uh, we'll get it off the ground. We'll make well, it work. Maybe about a foot. <laughs> Once it's airborne, we're good. We'll be fine. And the lake's big, so. Oh, thanks. It's like big like, like me. It's big and round. But <laughs> Well, uh, Victoria, Sean, I know the two of you are smiling a lot. We're going to go out and do some more interviews. Thanks so much for taking the time. And I know you're going to miss. You're sitting here with wet feet, rolled up jeans, just got out of the water with a seaplane. And uh, hopefully we'll see you at Seaplane of Palooza or one of the other events again. I'll be back for sure. Thanks so much, Carl Valeri and... Victoria Newville, who's going to get him some galoshes. <laughs> he definitely needs galoshes. We're standing in some sand and muck right now. Reporting live here, 2018 Seaplane of Palooza, day two. Hat Lake... Dora. <laughs> Lake Dora. Big joke there. Thanks so much, Sean and Victoria. And uh, we'll see a lot of you flying in to uh, Sun and Fun coming up next. Hello, folks. This is Carl Valeri with the Stuck Mike Avcast reporting live from Seaplane of Palooza 2018. We're at day two, wrapping up events. Everybody's heading over to Sun and Fun. And I'm here with uh, Chuck Rohr. Chuck Rohr is actually with Rohr Balloons, manufacturers of balloons. And you're probably thinking, why am I talking to a balloon person at a seaplane show? Well, you know why? Because he is passionate about aviation also. So, Chuck, welcome to the show. And, and how have things been so far at the, at the Seaplane of Palooza? Oh, I like it. I have some nice, nice equipment here. I uh, want to take them all for a ride. <laughs> you had mentioned you live in this area, and we were talking before about how nice it is here in Tavares and Mount Dora and the things that you can do. And uh, you've been here for a while, and I could imagine uh, you might know a little bit about this area, but what attracts you to this area? Well, I had friends living on the lake over here across the lake, and uh, we came up to visit them a few times back in uh, 16, 17 years ago. And driving down Lakeshore Drive, I saw a little house for sale, and I, I thought it was the nicest, best little location on the lake, so I bought it. <laughs> and, and, and it's great you have this location where you can watch seaplanes. Yeah, yeah. I live halfway between Tiberias and Mount Dora, and uh, I go to, uh, go to all the shows here and uh, kind of... Uh, 
start crying because I don't have one. Well, you know, maybe they, there is a manufacturer down the road, C-Ray, who'd love to talk to you. As a matter of fact, there's a lot of manufacturers sitting here right now that love to talk to you. But uh, you actually are in the aviation business. You're into balloons. I mean, you manufacture balloons. So you used to. You used to. Okay. Yeah. And so now you're out of that. Uh, but uh, do you have your balloon rating? Oh, yeah. I have all my ratings. Airships, balloons, airplanes, seaplanes, you know, everything. Well, but before you did balloons, you were saying you got into aviation uh, in another way, which, uh, you know, nowadays a lot of people are thinking of doing it on their own, but you actually were able to do it through the military. Yes, I was uh, I was in the 101st Airborne for uh, three years, and then I went to Korea and spent a year and a half in Korea back in the 50s, and, uh, and uh, just have never gotten it out of my blood. <laughs> Well, I, I tell you, you looked too young to have gone to Korea, but, uh, you know, I, it's a testament to your health and the fact that good living and being around aviation, because I, I think that aviation takes a good 10 years off your life in, in my world. No, it, it, it actually added it to me. <laughs> yeah, I, it keeps my heart pumping. That's, that's, that's a good thing. So as far as flying, what did you fly in the military? Uh, I wasn't a pilot. I jumped in the military, oh, and then I then I started flying after that. Oh, cool! But and, I mean, I was a pilot by then, mm -hmm. but I wasn't. Uh, you know, I, I flew an old L nineteen once in a while, but uh, L nineteen. Yeah, remember. So the for those people that don't know what an L nineteen is, what, what's an L nineteen? It's a little uh, two seater uh, instructional airplane. And, uh, and you did this as a hobby and after getting out of the military. And, uh, and again, thank you for your service. But one of the, the neat things about being in central Florida, and especially this time of year, is the weather's great, but there's all sorts of air shows happening. Right down the road is Sun and Fun. You going to make it to Sun and Fun, you think? Yeah, yeah, I'll make it over there. <laughs> Terrific. Uh, as a matter of fact, you talked about you're not manufacturing the hot air balloons. Have you been able to get back up in one, hopefully? Yeah, I fly regularly. My son's in the business out in Texas, and he's big time. He's uh, he's he's out of Dallas. And Does he have a website you want to plug for? Yeah, Roarballoons.com. Roarballoons.com. That's out of Dallas, Texas, and Dallas is a really big town. What side of the field are they, or the he's city out there? North. He's north. Actually, he's out in the country. He has a little ranch out there, and. He flies in and out of there, and he flies all over Texas. And he does, uh, in fact, he was doing this yesterday. I think he was doing an exhibition somewhere in Texas. And well, our uh, co-host, Victoria Newville, she actually does a lot of insuring of balloons. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were just talking about balloon flying, and I have a lot of folks there that, that love to fly balloons. And I tell you, it's a whole other world. Uh, having grown up around balloons all my life, being uh, in, in up in New Jersey, Solberg it's called. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I think people don't don't get is you get to hang out in the air for a long time, but it's also it's about the weather, but it's about the micro weather near the ground. Mm -hmm. So if you're a plane pilot, things are gonna be a little different, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, it is. And uh, you know, I used to have a little airship. In fact, I still have the airship, but it's not airworthy anymore. And it was uh, also amphibious. And I used to land it in the water, and uh, and I had I still have the pontoons and everything, <laughs> the uh, the carriage for it. Wow! And what kind of, type of airship was that? I built it. You built yeah. It? it. Wow! You know you don't know too many people have an airship that. Nineteen thousand cubic feet, and it could take two people up, and uh, it was pretty. It was helium, wow. but helium has just gotten so expensive that you can't afford to fly. You know, to keep keep an airship inflated anymore. Cool. Well, uh, we appreciate you talking to us today at uh, at this show. And uh, so far, just wondering, um, 
you're going to come back, I think, for in two weeks. They have another event here, uh, planes, trains, and barbecue, and also, obviously, sun and fun. Uh, I get you, you do get a fill of planes. Is there anything else in this area that they have aviation-wise? I think uh, there's uh, that big airport over there, Leesburg, right? Leesburg, yeah. And, uh, well, they have the blimp, you know, down uh, Terry Dillard flies the uh, the blimp for, uh, I forget the name of the company now that has it, but... But the uh, but with your company or your son's company, it's uh, the balloons. Uh, the name of the company again out in Texas. Just so people, if they're listening now in Texas, uh, you know, check them out. You give, you give rides that type of thing. And again, the website is roarballoons.com. That's R O H R. R-O-H-R, RoarBalloons.com. Well, we're coming up on uh, the air show. is going to start in a little bit here. We're watching some really cool planes go by every so often. Uh, a lot of them have taken off to go down south to sun and fun. But, uh, again, Chuck, Chuck Roar and RoarBalloons.com. And uh, we really appreciate your service. And, and it was just a uh, – uh, this is how it works in aviation. It was just so fortunate to be able to, to stop by and see someone else that loves aviation. So thanks for taking the time. Thank you. And this is Carl Valeri reporting for – Stuck Mike Avcast here at Seaplane of Palooza 2018, day number two. Don't forget to listen to us online and also in the next day, listen to us live, liveatc.net slash SNS. Well, folks, this is Carl Valeri with the Stuck Mike Avcast recording live at Seaplane of Palooza 2018, day two. And I'm here with Steve Harris, standing in front of this really cool mall, and he calls it the Super Rocket Amphib. And we're right in front of Lake Dora at Seaplane Palooza. And I tell you what, this thing looks sharp. Steve, welcome to the show. And, and what is the Super Rocket? Well, Carl, the Super Rocket is a M7 235 Charlie, uh, made by Mall, of course, out of Moultrie, Georgia. Uh, it's a 97 version with a uh, 0540. Uh, carbureted 235 horsepower engine in it. Um, it's a great airplane. Uh, it's, it's not roomy, but it's very comfortable. Uh, when you, of course, when you put anything on floats, you give up a lot of the uh, performance that a mall was, is normally known for, but it's a very capable and uh, fun seaplane to fly. And I'm assuming uh, you fly the seaplane, and, and uh, I'm assuming also that if you want to go out and try to train in something like this, you, you probably could find somebody for us. Uh, there aren't many malls. There's a couple places uh, that have malls that they do training in. Uh, there's one down at Jack Brown's, and then there's one up in uh, north of uh, Orlando, and I can't remember the name right now. I think it's uh, Aviation Adventures, um, and they do instruction in a mall. It's a great airplane to learn because it's heavy enough to give you the feel of a, of a real airplane, and uh, it's got the performance to, to be honest on the water. So as far as comparing this to, say, a Cub on floats, it's, it's uh, quite a bit heavier, sturdier? Yeah, it's, you really can't compare the two. Uh, the Cub on floats, uh, we have a Legend Cub right behind us with 165 horsepower. He gets off the water in probably, you know, less than 600 feet. I get off the water in about 15, 20 seconds, depending on the, the type of weather that we have in the standard day. Uh, so there's really no comparison, but for a, uh, a four-place uh, amphib, you can't beat it. I can get uh, you know two 200 pounders plus myself in there and some luggage and, and be comfortable uh, with not fuel f full fuel, but uh, with a half fuel, and and that's a nice thing to have that you don't have in the Cub. So someone like round like me can get in there with you, oh, big yeah. guy. I, I I tell the story. It's it's kind of humorous. I hope the gentleman doesn't mind me telling it, but 
I uh, picked up a uh, veteran. We have a fireworks display on the lake that I live on, and they honor a veteran every year. And they said, hey, normally we have them driving in an antique car, but this year we want to have you go pick them up and fly them in. It's just across the river over in uh, the nearby city. I said, sure, no problem. Well, they didn't tell me when I got there he was pushing 300 pounds. And uh, it was like putting a uh, grape in a thimble. But we got him in there, him and his wife, and we flew over to the lake, and they had a big welcome, and everybody was waving flags for the veteran, and it was really kind of emotional. It was, it was really a fun time. Wow, what a terrific thing to do. Hats off to you for doing that. And uh, any time we can honor our veterans, it's really important. You know, I noticed on your shirt it says Virginia is for flying lovers. And it's kind of interesting. A lot of times we don't think about aviation and, and Virginian seaplanes, but uh, there is some seaplane flying that does go on up there. Well, I am the Virginia Seaplane Pilots Field Director, and I'm also the Vice President of Virginia Seaplane Pilots Association. And I was working for the Virginia Department of Aviation as a Director of Flight Operations, and that's where the shirt came from. We, we coined the shirt and trademarked the shirt from the Department of Aviation. But in Virginia alone, we have about 200 registered seaplane pilots, of which about 60 of them are active. We have over a thousand lakes, ponds, and reservoirs throughout the states that are managed by either the Game and Inland Fisheries or other government agencies, Corps of Engineer. Of those thousand lake, ponds, and reservoirs, unfortunately only seven of them are open for seaplane use, but that's good. Uh, we have a very active population up there. Uh, we've got people always coming in and giving me calls and asking where they can land, and uh, it's a growing population in Virginia. We, we really have a good time. So I've, I've met a few Virginia seaplane pilots here, and uh, if they want to know more about where they can fly and get some information from you, how can they find you on the Internet? Well, they can easily find me on the Internet. Uh, you could go under sanddollarseaplanes.com, which is uh, uh, my little business name up there, or they can just look me up in the SPA uh, Field Director's Guide, and my number's there with my website and my email address. They can give me a call. Uh, send me an email. I, I usually try to return their calls and answer their emails within uh, 24 hours. SPA being the Seaplane Pilots Association, if you're not a member, you're not a pilot yet, you should join. I mean, they, they do a lot. They do a lot of advocacy. Uh, they're m very much involved with the environment, and they give away some amazing scholarships every year, and that keeps growing. Their outreach is amazing. So anybody that likes aviation, I think, should support that cause. Uh, and the Seaplane Pilots Association does a lot in Virginia, and they also do a lot throughout the country and the world in some of the flyouts. So hats off to them for all they do and all you do with, with aviation. And uh, as far as SPA and the benefits, maybe you could tell some folks, what, what are some of the benefits to me who's a new pilot? Well, if you're a new pilot and are interesting and, as they always say, a, a good pilot is always learning, if you're a new pilot and looking to advance your skill level, you always want to be looking for something new. And going into the seaplane world, I would say, and I think you'd see, most seaplane pilots would say, it's the best way to fly because you got the best of both worlds. But SPA, they have uh, a magazine that comes out great articles, great stories, beautiful pictures because they go to remote places that we don't normally see from normal wheeled airplanes. Uh, they've got all kinds of benefits, insurance, uh, uh, discounts for airlines, so forth and so on. So it's a very, uh, for a small group, there's only roughly 6,000 of us in the U.S., but for a small group, we're very active. And we are very active environmentally. One of the big uh, projects this year is working on invasive species. One of the things that we See, unfortunately, is that you know seaplanes are a carrier. Things such as uh, zebra mussels and different invasive grasses can get hung up in some of the 
fittings around the floats. And if you go from lake to lake, you can easily transport that invasive species. We're trying to figure out ways to minimize that, especially out in the western states, uh, out in the Rockies, out in the California area, the western uh, part of the states. The eastern part doesn't have that problem as bad. Uh, but they're, that's their big push this year is to come up with a plan to try to curb the uh, transfer of invasive species. So coming up with a plan, there's a big part of that plan. It's education. I think Seaplane Pilots Association does a lot on their website. Oh, they've got videos uh, telling, uh, informing pilots what they should do to inspect their floats. Uh, how they need to treat their floats if they've been into a lake. Uh, they've got uh, other videos that talk um, with the Game and Inland Fisheries people out in California. So they have a lot of information, not only what to do for invasive species, but where to fly, how to fly, safety tips. It's just full of information. All good stuff. The other thing that's really important is having fun, though, when you're flying a seaplane. So tell us maybe if you could about the adventures you could have in something like this that can land on the water as opposed to at an airport. Can land anywhere. And I always say, if you're not having fun, you're not doing something right. That's been my mantra for a long time. Um, since I bought the seaplane, uh, I flew it to Maine. You can find a lake out in the middle of nowhere, land, shut things down, stand on the float, and just listen to the loons. It's, it's just exciting. Uh, we've been to some remote lakes in Virginia. Uh, there's some really nice remote lakes out in the Midwest, out in the western part of the states. Uh, down along the Keys, one of the other pilots here was telling me, he has them all also, that he went to five of the uh, Caribbean islands before coming up here. You know, just jumped into them and went island hopping over a period of time and then flew up here. So there, it's just unbelievable what you can do, not only because you have wheels, if you have wheels on your floats, but also with the water landing. You can just find all kinds of adventures. All kinds of adventures and dreams come true. I mean, one of my dreams is to take off in one of these and land and pull up to a beach somewhere on an island and hang out and be the only person there. I don't know if you've ever done that. Well, we were flying down from uh, St. Simon Island, Georgia, and we flew down the coast at 300 feet. And we're looking, we're like, oh, can we land there? Oh, that looks like a nice island. Let's land there. That's an uninhabited. Let's go there. You know, so the whole way down. The whole trip all the way down to, uh, we went all the way down to, from St. Simon, uh, actually from Myrtle Beach to St. Simon's, and we were looking. And that's, that's one of the nice things. You just find your calm body of water, you, you land, and then the, the world's your, your cup of tea. You're the only one there, and that's the nice part about it. That's awesome. I love this location here because it brings together a lot of the seaplane pilots and those that are interested. We have people that we've been talking to have never flown an airplane. Their first plane they're going to fly is a seaplane. I think that's awesome. Uh, other events that you've been through throughout the, uh, the U.S. that people, if they're interested in seaplanes, they can go to, obviously, Sun and Fun, there's going to be a lot of folks there. Maybe there's some others you might suggest. Well, you know, getting up in a seaplane is an adventure, and, and I do tours on my lake, and taking somebody up on, a, on their first flight in a seaplane is, is a thrill for them. Um, some of the adventures that you can do or some of the uh, sites that you can go to, um, they're all up and down the East Coast. You can start all the way up into Greenville, Maine with the uh, uh, seaplane splash-in up in Greenville, Maine, up in Moosehead Lake. Uh, that's always the culmination of the year. That's in late September. Then there's Hammond Port uh, Lake on Lake Yucca in New York where, of course, seaplanes were born uh, with Curtis Wright and the factory up there. Uh, we have a couple of splash-ins in Virginia. Um, and then, of course, you got Sun and Fun. Uh, there are just tons of events that happen in the south. Now, unfortunately, you have to be in an area of a warmer climate to enjoy it all year round. But uh, throughout the year, as the weather changes, there's, there's events throughout the country. And, and that's the nice thing about seaplanes and seaplane pilots. They're a tight group, and we love to get together and love to have a good time. 
Well, before we close, just say advice to people that are getting started in seaplanes, maybe uh, the power pilots, the land pilots, uh, where they should go. Any advice from you that's obviously been around airplanes, seaplanes especially? Well, I would highly recommend getting your license, getting a seaplane rating. If you already have your rating, it only takes approximately six hours of dual instruction before you get a check ride. Very simple uh, crossover to get your seaplane certificate. It counts as, a, as an annual flight review. So there's a lot of good reasons to do it other than the fact that it's fun. Uh, most of the schools are located down in the south for obvious reasons. You can come down here year-round. Jack Brown's, of course, is the, is the premier one in Florida. Uh, but if you, it just depends on what you want to fly. You can fly everything from Cubs to malls, as we discussed, to other types of aircraft. Just have to do a little research. Uh, SPA, again, provides you with a water landing or water training directory, which lists all the schools throughout the U.S. Uh, there's schools in Maine. There's schools up in Idaho. There's schools all over the country. So it just depends on where you are and what you want to do, whether you want to come to Florida for a weekend event and get your certificate or go to Maine for a, a real adventure. Uh, there's a lot of different avenues available. Well, Steve Harris, I'm glad I ran into you because you're truly passionate about the seaplane flying. And uh, I love the shirt. Virginia is for flying lovers. Never seen that before. He's going to tell me how I can get one later. But the, the website where we can find you before we close is? Uh, you can find me at sanddollarseaplanes.com. And that's with one D, sanddollarseaplanes.com. Sanddollarseaplanes.com with one D. Appreciate you talking to us, Steve Harris, here at Seaplane of Palooza 2018, day number two. This is Carl Valeri reporting for the Stuck Mike Avcast. Well, folks, this is Carl Valeri with the Stuck Mike Avcast here live at Seaplane of Palooza 2018. This is day number two. Uh, what a gorgeous day compared to yesterday. It's a little bit windy, uh, but I am speaking with Aaron Limited, and that's uh, Chick Gregg, uh, who has this actually really cool booth here and has an awesome shirt. I was just admiring it about flying to Cuba. We'll get to that in a minute, but uh, welcome to the podcast. How's the show been so far? Thank you. It's been great. We, we got here yesterday for about two hours, and then we just got here probably an hour ago for today. To watch the the drop yeah that, and talking about the bingo drop and that was awesome they you know how many places do you know that can do a bingo drop on the water as a matter of fact we're thinking this is the first ever uh, bingo on the water so i think that's really cool but uh today you're actually you've had some adventures flying to the caribbean but uh we're here actually the the booth that you have here is actually a, a charter or an airline so explain a little bit what you folks are doing here going to the abacos it, it's a schedule service we're a 135 commuter and we fly key gear 200s we fly daily to Marsh Harbor and Treasure Key, and we we leave at eight around eight a.m. every morning. And we'll have during season we'll be flying both King Airs, and a lot of times we'll be flying four to six flights a day. Okay. And uh, we carried nine pastors on each each King Air, and it's it's kind of like experiencing a, a charter. They're executive interiors and they're fast. We get down there in about an hour and ten minutes. So where do you fly from and to? We fly from Sanford Airport, Orlando, Sanford International, which is Sanford, KSFB. And we fly to Treasure Key and Marsh Harbor. Marsh Harbor. Treasure Key, Marsh Harbor, both of those and the Abacos and uh, a beautiful island. If you get a chance, they call it the family islands for a reason, because if you want to bring your family and friends, it's the best place to relax. I know Victoria's flown an airplane down there. Uh, you know, I was in the, the Northeast Bahamas for a long time in the lobster business. Boy, I absolutely love the people. It's a wonderful oh, place yeah. to visit. 
As far as the the schedule, when are the schedules? Are they weekly, weekend, daily? Daily. We okay. run we run daily, year round. Okay. Daily, year round. Now, as far as what you're doing here at the show, uh, you're trying to promote uh, the family islands and and the Abacos. And uh, I, I could talk for hours, but I'm gonna let you talk about the reason why people should go visit the Abacos. Okay. Well, what involved us here is is Rob, with Jones Brothers, is a friend. And he asked us to sponsor one of the squares, and we, of course, sponsored a flight to down there and put a package together with Treasure Key Marina and Resort oh, okay. for the weekend. And, and uh, what, we're, what we're trying to do here is just get the word out more. So much of, of our business is word of mouth, and we, we do a lot of Facebook, which brings people from all over the country. But we're starting to see more and more people traveling from Mount Dora to Varys, and so we thought it would be a good opportunity to get our name out over here and tell people what we do. So the, for those that don't know Orlando Sanford International Airport, it's it's just north of Orlando. Correct. And it's it's only about uh, from Orlando International. It's about forty minutes north. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's a, it's a heck of an adventure. There's lots of, to do actually on Treasure Key. If you're into partying and that type of thing and going out in the resort style, Treasure Key has it. If you're into getting away. Treasure Key has it. The, you can also go to Hope Town, check out one of the, the last lighthouses that actually is man, manually wound right. is right there. It's Elbow Reef Lighthouse. It's beautiful, candy right. cane colored. So it, it's a gorgeous place to visit. It's, uh, it's one of those places I tell people you can get away or really get away. You can. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. Another advantage we have over conventional airline is we have no TSA. Mm-hmm. We, we can load the airplane within 20 minutes. Without going through any TSA, you check in at our at our office hangar out at uh, Southeast Ramp. You get on the airplane 15 or 20 minutes, and you're in the island in an hour and 15 minutes. So it, it makes for an easy, stress-free trip. But of course, you know, coming out of any of the Bahamas other than maybe Nassau, there is no security. You yeah, know? there is not. <laughs> And that's a great thing, and it enables you to move on to wherever you're going. If you want to get to some of the other islands there, Treasure Key, or is there's a, it's a yeah. ferry. It's a little unique, isn't it? It is. You can get just about anywhere by ferry down there once you get there. Yeah. Yeah, Kerry Brothers, they do the ferry out there. It's amazing. Um, also, I noticed something else on another topic is that uh, you've actually traveled to Cuba since you're wearing that shirt. So I figured I'd ask you a little bit about your journey down there. Uh, it Was this something recent that you did? I see 2007. We did it in January of last year. Yeah, oh, okay. and we took uh, a good friend of mine and business partner of mine and his wife went with us, the two of us, and, or the four of us, and we flew down in a, in a jet and oh, wow. landed. I've got a jet that we fly to, and... and uh, but it was it was a good experience. We spent three days there, and it was very interesting. I think the question is, what what was it like down there in Havana? You know, it's 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 kind of pathetic. It's fallen in. I mean, there's been no maintenance, and some of the buildings, the rebar is exposed. The concrete's fallen off of it, and the hotel we stayed in had hot water the whole time we were there, and and had had internet. It was pretty pretty nice hotel, but. The, the National, you know, the big old hotel that Meyer Lansky used to own, it, it looks nice, but friends of ours stayed there, and they said they, were, they went without hot water about every, every three hours. They had no hot water. They had no electricity, so it could be that way. It was kind of on our bucket list. We wanted to do it. Wow, that's interesting. And the uh, one thing, hopefully there'll be more progress in the future, seeing that there's more flights actually yeah. going down there with the airline. Maybe someday you folks will be flying down there? Yeah, we we've, we've looked into it. Yeah. Well, our market is really niche markets yeah, yeah. that are that are hard to get to, 
and that, that uh, the big carriers typically don't go into. So what do you think in the future? Are you looking more uh, to expand throughout the Bahamas, maybe Grand Bahama, et cetera, Bimini? We'd, we would probably do north of Luther. Okay. So you get to Harbor Island by water taxi. And uh, we, we were going to start north of Luther this year, but we didn't, we didn't have enough time to get the word out and kind of build some traffic up. So where can we find you on the Internet for those folks that are listening right now? Flyairunlimited.com flyairunlimited.com and also since some of our folks are into careers are you guys hiring any pilots you know we we're always hiring pilots we've got 10 pilots right now and and we're always we're always looking for more awesome. we they're all contract pilots so we pretty well put the schedule out there and they tell us what days they want to try to fly yeah <laughs> Well, Chick Craig, what did you think of the, the air show? It was great. Yeah, a lot of fun. I grew up in Leesburg, so this is quite different for Tiberias. You know, this much activity, so it's good to see. Well, well, since you grew up here, if you don't mind me asking, I mean, you've probably seen this place change, and oh, yeah. it is amazing. I think what they've done becoming the seaplane city. This this wasn't here before, was it? I know it. It is amazing, and it's a it's a great accomplishment. Yeah. When Rob was telling me about it when he first came here. And he was telling me that he got the exclusive seaplane business here in the city and, and uh, how it was going for him. I, w- I was shocked. You know. <laughs> well, it's a beautiful place to visit. If you want to bring your family, you want to learn how to fly a seaplane, if you want to just visit and go to the restaurants, art shows, they have everything. They have an air show coming up, actually, planes, trains, and barbecue, and they're also going to have an air show right over the lake. They're going to fly out of Leesburg, it's just down the road, yeah. and then come over here and do it right over the lake. So I, I think you picked a great place to grow up. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Not that you really picked it up. But, again, the, the website is, and it's Chick Greg. And it's flyairunlimited.com. Flyairunlimited.com and <laughs> and they're oh yes that's yeah, the other thing we forgot friendly. the pet friendly yeah. uh, and I know that uh, that can be a challenge especially on the airlines and uh, it's very important to know that you folks will will handle them properly. What we try to do and we put in our rules that we will carry one dog per family or if a family has two dogs we'll take both of them but we don't allow anybody else to come on board for their dog because we don't know if they even, you know, get along with each other. And the last thing we want is a dog fight on board. So we, we make every attempt and we tell people, if you don't, don't plan on traveling with your dog without calling us to make sure we don't already have a dog booked on the flight. Yeah. From Central Florida, north of Orlando, you want to get to the Abacos and uh, truly go to a new world within less than two-hour flight. Yeah, you're there, and I think that's that's a selling point. I know you're in a niche market, and, and we hope that you grow in that area. So, well, Chick Greg, I appreciate your talking to us here at uh, Stuck Mike Avcast. And, of course, if you're listening to us uh, live, uh, this is actually us closing up. Of course, uh, it's apropos for us to close up with an island destination, flyairunlimited.com. Chick Greg, thanks so much, Jeff. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> and this is Carl Valer again reporting for... For the Stuck Mike Avcast here at Seaplane of Palooza 2018, day number two. And uh, we really, really enjoyed bringing this to you. And uh, we can't wait to have this event again next year. Of course, don't forget to listen to us on liveatc.net slash SNF because the next week we're volunteering 
for Sun and Fun Radio. It's been wonderful bringing this to you. Please comment if you enjoyed this show, if you enjoyed the fact that we're doing these live shows. Uh, go to our Facebook page. Go to stuckmikeafcast at gmail.com. Uh, of course, we'll follow us on Instagram and, and, and let us know what you thought. And if you'd like to hear different types of interviews and what else you'd like to see. Again, Carl Valeri, Stuck Mike Avcast with Victoria Newville. Reporting live at Seaplane of Palooza 2018. You've been listening to the Stuck Mike Avcast. Members of the Stuck Mike Avcast may receive compensation for products or services mentioned during the podcast. Compensation may be received in the form of, but not limited to, referral commissions, free products or service trials. Our opinions and views are never influenced by any compensation, and you should always perform your own due diligence before purchasing any products or services mentioned during the show. The Stuck Mike Avcast is an aviation podcast and a Valeri Aviation Corporation production.